What's up, everybody? This is the Booch, and this shout-out goes to all of the members of the Booch Cast Nation. On behalf of the entire team and all of my affiliates, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for your continued support of the Boochcast. Whether it's wrestling recaps, interviews, politics, variety shows, movie reviews, whatever episodes we come out with, you guys listen, you guys tune in, and you show your support. And it means the world to us. And we're going to commence with this latest episode in just a moment. But I want to take this opportunity right now to let you guys know something really huge that is going on in the world of the booch. I am now officially on Cameo. That's right. The Cameo. The same Cameo where celebrities go and give personal shout-out videos for all their fans. And I'm here to let you guys know that for the affordable price of just $25, you can get a personalized video from me on Cameo. And it can be for any occasion that you want. You got somebody you want me to wish a happy birthday? I'll make it happen. You want me to congratulate someone on graduating high school or college? I'll make it happen. Whether it's a happy holidays video, it can be a gender reveal, it can be somebody who needs some motivation, you want the boots to motivate you, or if you got somebody in your life that you want to break up with, I'll help make the breakup happen. Or if you got somebody in your life that you want to tell to fuck off and you want it done booch style, all you got to do is go to cameo.com slash booch365. There'll be a link in the description box of every episode of the Boochcast from now till the end of time. Go there, book your video, customize it however you want. Let me know how you want it done and I will make it happen for you. So go to cameo.com slash booch365 right now and book your personalized video today for the affordable price of $25. And now, on with the show.
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Do that. This is me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Genius speak, I'm not that broke. Tonight's card was not... Not that bad, and that was the very Mr. Bucci. It was actually very good, Zach. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right, then, sir. Let's go for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we're going to kick this off with our first official match of the evening for the NXT... Which was a shock. For the NXT Women's Championship. Tiffany Stratton defends the title against Kiana James. I mean, we didn't expect this to open the show, right, Vinny? I know we didn't. No, we thought this was going to be in the main event, but it turns out to be another match was the main event. But these, this fight here was actually a pretty good opening ma- uh, bout. We automatically know that uh, Tip Tiff, two-year-old Stephanie Shack, was not going to lose a title on free TV. And then they, the ladies went back and forth. Kiana James hit them 401k, and I think that's the first time that anybody kicked out of that finishing move, right, Vinny? I don't recall anyone ever kicking out of the 401k. If it's happened, I haven't seen it, or I don't remember it. And then um, then she hits a beautiful moonsault. One, two, three. She's celebrating the rig, and then all of a sudden, Becky Lynch demand comes out there and challenges Tiffany Stratton to a title match. But here's the problem. It's going to be on free TV next week. What they need to do is do it on September 30th at No Mercy. And lo and behold, Vinny has something to say, like he usually does. Vinny, take it away. Yeah, well, before I get to any of the other stuff in the match, which I did enjoy, I enjoyed this match. It was very well done. Uh, It was great women's wrestling, and it's nice to see great wrestling for a change. And my issue is, this is Becky Lynch. Hands down, one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet, literally one of your top female wrestlers, a woman who has main evented WrestleMania for the first time, main evented WrestleMania, and was the only one in that first ever women's WrestleMania main event that was organically over. And I say that because Ronda Rousey was already over because of her, you know, mainstream fame in the UFC. Her main eventing was a given, and of course, the Nepo baby was shoehorned in there, so she had no business being in that main event, but that's the reason she was in there, because she's a Nepo baby. But Becky Lynch was actually organically over and deserving of the spot. And Becky Lynch, as you mentioned before, she's never held the NXT women's title. She's held the Raw women's title, obviously. She's held the SmackDown women's title. She was Becky Two Belt. She held both of them at the same damn time. This is not somebody that you have competing for a title on free TV. Now, if Becky Lynch just showed up and maybe built a program, like let's build to it with a story, that's fine. I'm not saying don't put Becky Lynch on NXT. Obviously, you want Becky Lynch on NXT TV, but you don't have her fight for the title on TV. You have her cut promos. You have her do run-ins, have a brawl, have a fight. Let Becky Lynch fight some other women on the roster and beat them. You know, some women that come in there and go, why are you cutting the line? You don't even go here anymore. You're taking a spot from us. And have Becky whoop their asses as she leads her way up to the women's title match with Tiffany Stratton. And the reason this frustrates me so much is because I have this weird feeling with modern wrestling that they don't care about making money anymore. And that's why billionaires should not be in charge of wrestling companies. Now, obviously... You need lots of money to run a company. I am not ignorant to that. And believe me, I've been involved in promotions that have operated shit on a shoestring budget. So I understand having to stretch money out to try to make shit happen. So I know running a wrestling company without money, lots of it, is not easy. So I've already established that. That's off the table. The reason I say billionaires should not be in charge of wrestling companies is because billionaires, one in particular from Jacksonville, they don't understand the necessity of needing to make money because they have so much of it They forget how hard it is to make it, I think. I think once billionaires reach a certain level, they forget the importance of making more. At least that's my theory. And the the proof of that is you put your big stars on your premium live events or pay-per-views because your motivation is to get people to watch them, to pay money to see them. On TV, it's free because it's cable. 
If you have a cable or satellite provider, which most people do, if you own a house, chances are you have cable, unless you stream everything. But even if you stream everything, you might be paying some type of monthly fee for that or whatever, but here's the thing. It's still free TV, because USA Network can be seen on free cable. You don't have to pay a subscription to see the USA Network. You do for HBO and Cinemax and Stars and Showtime, but not for the USA Network. So why would you give something away for free instead of making people pay for it? Because if Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton have this match on free TV and there's a definitive winner either way, whether Becky beats Tiffany and finally becomes the NXT Women's Champion or Tiffany Stratton beats Becky Lynch decisively and retains the title, what is my reason to watch them fight again. And also, if Tiffany Stratton beats Becky Lynch, who do you have on this roster that's gonna be a threat to her? Because Becky Lynch is the biggest threat to Tiffany Stratton's title. And I'm looking at the women on NXT. None of them are on the level of Becky Lynch, at least not currently. Now, that's not to say they can't get to that level someday. There's plenty of women that have potential to be great, but they're not great now. So if Tiffany beats Becky, who's going to be the person that takes it from her? Who do you have that's on Becky Lynch's level that if they beat Tiffany, it would be believable? It's similar to the issue you had, with, or currently have, I should say, with Roman Reigns' title reign. In the three years he's been champion, look at everyone he's beaten. That's why I was saying they're running out of credible people. At some point, you're going to have somebody beat Roman if you're not careful who doesn't have any credibility and then he has an anticlimactic finish to this historic title reign. That's why I've been saying Cody's the guy because he's got the most credibility. Now, there's some other guys who are going to be world champions in the future, but they're not guys that can be the face of the company right now. Cody is. That's why he needs to be the guy to beat Roman. Whether you trade him to SmackDown, because I've been hearing rumors about that, or if he wins the Royal Rumble again, and that's how he gets the main event spot. Because that's the only way he can face Roman, because he's a Raw superstar. Unless you want to still say, fuck the draft. Like we've been doing since the fucking thing started. But anyway, my point is... This should be at no mercy, not next week. So unless this is going to end at a disqualification or a count out or a double cunt out, I mean count out, then okay, then I could see a reason to build the pay-per-view because then you add a stipulation and that makes it more exciting. Something has to happen to get this to be at a pay-per-view because again, that's where you put the big stars because that's where you make your money. And also it's on a Saturday. You got to motivate people to stay home on a Saturday night. Not easy to do. Now today, it's not as challenging as it was 20 years ago because most people stay home nowadays. And it's not even because of a pandemic. It's just because most people don't leave their fucking house. Hell, I barely leave my fucking house anymore. Now, of course, I'll be leaving on that Saturday because I got work. But ultimately, you got to give people a reason to stay home on a Saturday night and spend it watching No Mercy. And this match between Becky and Tiffany is a damn good reason to stay home. So I'm not happy with that. What I am happy about is this actual match because I believe these women tore the fucking house down. I mean, I loved the flipping out of each other's attacks. They were doing the test of strength. They're kind of spinning around, trying to break out, get control. That was great wrestling. Stratton doing a double leg to James, trying to pin her with her feet on the ropes. The referee stops her from cheating. Perfect. They try to do roll-ups. There was actually wrestling that was working. They're trading moves, hitting clotheslines. Every move looked believable and worked. And it worked to perfection. To even a simple thing as Stratton poking the eyes, hits the rolling senton, and the prettiest moonsault ever, which it is, and getting the win. One, two, three. This match was incredible and a great opener to the show. So I want to see Becky versus Tiffany, but this needs to happen at No Mercy, not next week. Very true. So if this ends decisively next week, you just fucked your pay-per-view unless you put a stipulation on it. There might be a stipulation. Something's going to happen next week or at the go-home show. We're only time can tell. Yeah. Well, next we cut to the backstage area with the Creed brothers who are with Ivy Nile. They want to get back to the top of the NXT tag team division, and they've invited all the tag teams here to make their intentions known. So they're kind of throwing a party in the Diamond Mind uh, dojo. And next thing you know, we see the tag champs themselves, Tony D and Stax, and they all start joking with each other. And, you know, uh, I think uh, the Creed brothers were making the Italian jokes, the Mario and Luigi. The Mario and Luigi, and we both started laughing. I just looked yeah. at you like, you were like, shut up. <laughs> and then 
And then, of course, uh, Idris and Ophi and Malik Blade join in. They tell Brutus and Jones they need to get to the back of the line. Um, no, the Creed Brothers need to be up in front of the line. I think a good, uh, for no mercy, should be the Creed Brothers against the family, Tony D and Stack. And Nofi and Blade, they need to go someplace else and go bye-bye, because I don't like them, neither does Vinny. So, otherwise, no, this is interesting. To, uh, this is not over with us yet, but this is actually pretty funny. The Mario and Luigi jokes were, were pretty funny. I thought it was funny as shit. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody likes to go for the simple Italian jokes. It works. Um, you know, of course, they um, had a great moment. You know, it was funny, great back and forth, because you got to remember the family, they're baby faces now. Mm-hmm. And they were serious when the, they, the Creed brothers thanked them for having Ivy Niles back against the dyad and the schism while they were out of NXT. They were kind of targeting Ivy Nile, but the family came in with crowbars to, um, you know, even up the odds a bit. So they did appreciate that. And they did that in the midst of the back and forth and then the jokes, because that's what baby faces do. They kind of, they're not, they're not really going to try to trash talk each other necessarily. They'll just throw a little innocent jabs, but also look at the man to man and say, look, we want our titles back. It's been a year since we've been champs. And the family's making it known, look, you may want to be the champs, but we are the champs, and we ain't giving these belts up just yet. And then the jobber tag team comes in to try to plead their case, but if they get a tag title shot, that should be on free TV, and it should be a squash. I hope I should agree with you that all right, right there. I don't know why Anofi and Blade even still have contracts. It should be the Creed Brothers against the family at no mercy for the tag team titles. I don't care who will win. I don't care who loses. I just want to see a good, solid, brutal match. Right, Vinny? Absolutely. Uh, nothing would make me happier than to see a very, very brutal match. Well, brutal matches are my fucking specialty. I'll tell you that. There goes the night. Well, yeah, there goes the night. That goes the night, because I run the fucking night, because I'm the Don of NXT. And me and Stacks, we had a great time at this fucking party, you know what I mean? There's some good food, good drink, some other tag teams showed up. Of course, I'm sure y'all get into that a little later, but uh, I don't want to step on nobody's toes over here. So I'll just say, you know, we got we got an understanding with the Creed Brothers. Very good understanding here. We, they, we know what they want, they know what we're going to do, and if we end up mixing it up at No Mercy, trust me, the Don, he shows no mercy when his back's against the fucking wall. So, uh, if these two goombas want a shot, we'll send them back to the fucking, uh, wherever the fuck it is they came from. Like, what is it, uh, Willacoochee, Wisconsin, or whatever the fuck? I don't know. Why are you asking me? I- I'm just making a fucking point. Either one of you could have answered the fucking question, Jerry Top. I don't I fucking know. I don't know. You're an analyst and you don't fucking know? Don't no, not really. Not this part. Something I just don't care about. Uh, God, uh, Jesus fucking Christ of this guy. How do you... Wait, seriously, good, good help is very hard to find that's these days, I guess. I don't fucking know. My point is, wherever the fuck they're from, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter where they're from. What matters is where they're going. And they're going to the back of the line after the family mops the floor with them. You hear? I guess. You hear? I guess. Okay, does somebody not know explaining to this guy how this fucking works? Yes, I hear. You happy now? Here, 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 here. H-E-A-R. Happy now? Good. I'm glad. Okay, okay, okay. Now, okay, cherry top, cherry top. Let me explain this to you, all right? Here we go. Okay, when someone says, you hear? You're supposed to say, I hear you. That's it. That's the proper response, okay? That's how you're supposed to do it. You hear? I guess. Okay, seriously. Do I got to the boots to make you walk home? Let's not... Are, are you, otherwise, I hear you! There we go. Fucking happy now? Yes. I'm oh, happy. Good. Now shut it. All right. I'm going to go in a second. First, I'm just trying to get some things off my chest. Yeah? I guess I hear you. You really want... I, you know what? Tell you what. This is going to be the Don show for the rest of the evening until Cherry Top gets this right. All right? I'm going to... It's not your up. show. Well, it's going to be my show if you I fucking do it. You happy go. now? Yes. I hear you. All right. You happy? Good, because I really glad if you are or you're not. Whatever. All right. So anyway, the family, ready to kick some ass, ready to take some names. We're still the tag team champs. Yeah? I hear you. Perfect. Jesus, man. You, you going to make this guy stay here all day? You got shit to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You two fucking argue all the goddamn time. He starts it. I don't care who starts it. Why you gotta why you gotta play into his fucking games? Why you gotta play into his fucking games? Because it's fun. Ah, oh, God for Christ's sake. Ah, God help me, I need a 
I'm gonna need some serious therapy. So anyway, we um, and of course we see Dom. Uh, he's getting ready to be the guest referee later on for his match. We see we're seeing his referee shirt's gonna be purple with black stripes. And then of course he's putting his North American title with the referee shirt. And I'm like, okay. First of all, I get that he's supposed to be you know the North American Championship, but give him a normal fucking ref shirt. Why does he gotta have purple? He's representing the Judgment Day. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing this, but he rocks that fucking mullet pretty damn well, so we can't hate him. I know. It looks so deliciously white trash for someone who's Latino. <laughs> it's very fucking weird. I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, everybody keeps talking about whether he's Rey Mysterio's son, whether he's Eddie Guerrero's son. I'm getting the feeling he's Billy Ray Cyrus's son at this point. I don't know. The way that mullet looks, I think him and Miley might be uh, siblings. Oh, okay. Whatever you say, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Can the shirt just be regular white and with white stripes and black stripes? I guess they have to represent the Judgment Day. Yeah, but I'm yeah, but again, it's stupid. It didn't need to be that way. You can wear a regular referee shirt. You don't. And not everything has to be. Not everything has to be Judgment Day represented all the goddamn time. It's just be a ref for your referee. But anyway, on that note, we're gonna move on here to the next match of the evening. We've got Ilya Dragunov versus Oro Mensa with metaphor. This match went went on way too long. Dragunov should have come in there, beat the shit out of him in what a minute. Instead, it went on for a good what seven eight minutes right there. The guy with the pink hair. This match just dragged ass. Really. What do you think? It definitely dragged ass. I mean, I, it was pointless. It was stupid. I can't stand, stand metaphor or, or Mesa. Dude, you're a full-grown man. Full-grown man don't have pink hair. I kept a target at the whole match, didn't I? Dude, you were so obsessed with his goddamn hair. I think you're more obsessed with his hair than anybody else. After a certain it hurts point, my eyes. Like Phoebe says, oh, my eyes, my eyes. It sucks. It does suck, but I'm just saying, we don't, we, we've established that already. But, but, but the point is, um, this match did go on for way too long. Here's the thing. The first match was too short. This match was too long. Mm-hmm. It should have flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. The other match could have gone on a little bit longer because it's a women's title match. Mm-hmm. And this could have been shorter because no one gives a fuck. It, it's Oro Mensa. Do we really have any plans to push this motherfucker anytime soon? And half the fucking time can't understand what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, exactly. He's not getting any title shots. Nope. I don't see him as a mid-carder. Nope. So why the fuck does Dragunov need to have a drag him out brawl with this motherfucker? It's it's it may it may it makes Dragunov look weaker. Mm-hmm. Not to mention there was a spot because there was a thigh slap that wasn't there. Yeah, a horrible fucking kick. We just looked at each other like botch thigh slap. Well, it wasn't just the fact that there was a thigh slap, because most of the time they're slapping the thighs. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, they have done that before, but here's the difference. The real veterans can do it without you clearly seeing the thigh slap. If you can clearly see the guy slapping his thigh to create the sound effect, that's how you know you're a fucking amateur. If people can clearly see it. Because a real pro makes it not noticeable. Because they're that fucking good. Mensa clearly is not. Not only that... But you can clearly see he's not connecting. And there's a way to do it where you connect with the person, but it doesn't hurt. And I know this because I know people on the indies who do that shit. I've seen them do it. I've seen them show it. Not Obviously not in a ring, but some guys I worked with over at the, over at the PC back in the day, they taught me, or not taught me, but showed me that. And I went, holy shit, that's fucking cool. But with Mensa, you can clearly see him not connecting. That's not good. So clearly, Mensa needs more training. Lots and lots of training. Now, Dragunov did get the win, but this match did not need to go on this fucking long. It was goddamn ridiculous. So after the match is over, Wesley walks to the ring and tells Dragunov he has to wait his turn. Because Lee's getting the next shot at the NXT champion Carmelo Hayes, and Wesley says after he beats him, he will give Dragunov the first title shot. Dragunov says, I admire your spirit, but you are mistaken. I am going for the NXT title. Carmelo Hayes is mine, and anyone who gets in my way, I will run through them. Carmelo Hayes then comes out, and he says, he spoke with Shawn Michaels, and he gave Hayes all the advice he needed. He tells both men they slipped up during their matches, and he took advantage. So he no longer sees his match with Dragunov 
having an asterisk or doubting himself. HBK then books Lee versus Dragunov, and this is from Carmelo Hayes' mouth, because for some reason, Shawn Michaels can't be bothered to make an appearance on the show, which I would prefer, because it would get more ratings if Shawn Michaels was a regular on TV. And I get that he's retired, and he doesn't need the spotlight, but still, it's a ratings boost, because Shawn Michaels is a legend, he's an icon, he's a Hall of Famer. I know because of Dark Side of the Ring, he's not exactly a popular person anymore. Because we're learning how much of an unlikable guy he was. But, still a star, still an icon, and someone who would move the needle if he showed up on TV a little bit more. He don't need to wrestle, but appearances would help. Although I still would have been okay with him facing Grayson Waller. But anyway, they announced that next week, it will be Wesley versus Dragunov. And the winner will become the number one contender and get a title shot at no mercy at the end of the month. For a second there, I thought there was going to be a triple threat. Vinny was like, don't be a triple threat. 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 Carmelo says, you two are going to go for a number one contendership. Whoever, be, whoever wins faces me at no mercy for this title right here. And basically, that's what he said. I go, thank God. Because Vinny and I do not like triple threats when it comes to tag. When it comes to tag titles or any type of title. One on one, and that's it. Get done. No more. But this right here will be interesting to see, and I really don't care who I want Dragonoff to win because I don't want that spot monkey fucking motherfucker Wesley having the title. No. Absolutely not. But otherwise, not. We'll see where this goes. Manny, anything? I was relieved. I was breathing the biggest fucking sigh of relief. Because I heard the crowd chanting, Triple threat! Triple threat! I'm like, don't fucking do this. Do not make this a fucking triple threat. No. For the love of Jesus, do not do that. Then they said, next week, and I'm like, no, not again. Not this crap again. And they said, number one contendership. Okay, okay. Winner gets a title shot. All right, all right. At no mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I'm like, oh my God. Literally, I'm like, good, thank you. We're gonna have, we're, 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 we're now we're building to the fucking premium live event. That is again, September 30th, the end of the month. So if you're gonna have big title matches, they should not be on free TV, goddammit. You have a pay-per-view at the end of the month. I can understand. I can understand if there was no premium live event for NXT and you had a match on free TV, I'd be like, all right, all right, I get it. You don't want to drag this out four or five months or whenever the next fucking event's going to be. But it's at the end of the month. You're telling me you can't make, you're, you're not comfortable making the fans wait till September 30th to see Becky Lynch against Tiffany Stratton? Really? I don't think they can. Oh, you impatient motherfuckers. I know how it is. I'm getting patient too. You know that, Vinny Baron and anybody. Okay. God, I hate the younger generation so much. Okay, so at least we're getting a build-up with the NXT Championship, and we're going to see that culminate at No Mercy. So next week, we find out who wins. With any luck, it'll be Dragunov, and then they're going to go to No Mercy, and I got a feeling Dragunov, if he wins, will probably walk out with the NXT Championship. I think something's going to happen there. Yeah, same here, same here, same here. It's, it's, it's time for uh, Carmelo Hayes to drop that title, I think. He's held on long enough. All right, my man, do you think? We cut to the backstage area where we see Gigi Dolan arguing with uh, JC Jane and trying to stand up for Thea Hale. And Thea tells Gigi, I don't need you to stand up for me. I am a grown woman. I can make my own decisions. Blah, blah, blah. And then basically saying, I know what type of person JC is. I'm trying to help you. And basically Thea says, I don't need any help. And I can prove it in the ring with you tonight. Or actually JC said that. And then Thea repeated her. And then they walked away. What was the point of this? I think the point of this is to establish to the audience that Thea Hale doesn't know how to think for herself and is pretty much letting J.C. Jane uh, do her thinking for her. And she's going to try to turn Thea Hale into somebody she isn't. And it's going to be at, her, at uh, her own expense. I guess. I don't know. I'm eager to see where this goes. I want Thea Hale to turn heel. She pretty much she has it already, but maybe we'll get there one day. But otherwise, I'm going to see what happens. I'll see what she says. Like, see, I'm just looking out for you, Theo. You're right. I don't know you, but I know her extremely fucking well. And I know that is very, very true. Whatever yeah. you do, we just don't need to see a GG Dolan in a JC Jane match again. Take it away, Vinny. Yeah, the feud is done. That's that. This does not need to continue. This does not need to go on. This is not. This is goddamn ridiculous. But I am intrigued to see where Thea Hale and J.C. Jane go with this and how it's going to affect uh, 
you know, Chase University. And this might be the opportunity to bring back the Women's Tag Team Championships or not. They're not going to do that. They, they, they debunked them. And rightfully so, because they weren't really useful. In fact, I still think the women's tag team belts on the main roster need to fucking go next. Because we got too many belts and we need to get rid of a few. And on that note, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. We have a Group B Heritage Cup Invitational match. Nathan Fraser goes one-on-one against Duke Hudson with Andre Chase. Did you enjoy this? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people give Nathan Fraser crap, but I think he has one of the biggest hearts, and he's growing on me. He still does the spot monkey acrobatic bullshit, but this is actually very, very good. A lot of these guys got a lot of moves in, and but I was downstairs getting our dinner for the night, and then for what Vinny told me, that uh, Duke Hudson tried to hit the razor's edge, and Fraser got out of it, hit the uh, Phoenix Flash, one, two, three, and Nathan Frazier wins. We'll see where this goes. I really do not give a fuck about any of these matches because it's towards something stupid like a Heritage Cup. Who cares? No one does. Move on and go on with your rest of your pathetic, miserable lives. Well, obviously I don't give a shit about this tournament or the cup, but this was an exciting match. And Nathan is definitely someone who is improving dramatically. You know, his matches are great, and he's starting to become more believable in the ring. Like I said... When he hit that Rana, he was countering out of the Razor's Edge. And it was done so fluently that it looked believable. Hmm. That And that's, again, something I always preach and something I always look for is for something to be believable. That's the most important thing to me in any match. True. And in the end, Frazier lands the Phoenix Splash, gets the win. I would have preferred Duke Hudson to get the win because obviously I want... Duke Hudson, you know, to get a Heritage Cup shot. I'd love to see him as a Heritage Cup champion because I think Duke Hudson is an incredible wrestler, competitor. I do kind of miss his uh, gambling gimmick. I thought that was great, the poker thing. I thought that was a fantastic uh, gimmick for him. But he has fit into this Chase U thing very well, and I do think there is um, hope for him yet. I, I still think there's good stuff for him coming around the horizon. Absolutely agree with you. Eventually he will have that world title around his waist one day, but just not right now. Yes. All right. Do you think? And then after that, we uh, cut to the next match of the evening. We've got Dabakato one-on-one against Tyler Bate. I thought this was going to be a squash, Vinny. Did you? I did. Yeah, then all of a sudden, they just start going at it. I mean, you could definitely tell this was a, a David and the Goliath type of vibe to it. Am I right or am I wrong? Very right. I mean, then, then, then but, yeah, these two went at it. I mean, but I'm going to go ahead and make this short and sweet and let Vinny do his thing. The way that Tyler Bate won. Yeah, Tyler Bate won in 2 minutes and 57 seconds. Usually, we would say, of a lot that we can't get back. Fuck off, Gator. It's just, that was actionable, enjoyable, 2 minutes and 57 seconds. Because the way he won was funny as shit to me. He did the airplane spin. And we haven't seen that in how long? It's been a while, but Tyler Bate has used that in his matches. I just, that's probably the first time that I've ever seen it. And then he hits his five top for the win. And you and I were like, uh, our mouths dropped. You guys just looked at each other's like, look back at the screen. Look back at each other. <laughs> look back at the screen. You're like, did that just happen? Yeah, Zach, did that just happen? Take it away, Benny. Do you think? It was, it was incredible. I, did, I would have never expected that finish in a billion years. Billion, 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 billion years. That was phenomenal. I mean, at first, we were expecting this to be a squash. Like, Dabakato's is going to put an end to Tyler Bate. But I I did feel like maybe this match might go a little longer because it's Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Bate's not a jobber by any means. But nowhere did I expect Tyler Bate to win. I sure as hell didn't expect him to lift Dabakato up off the ground. And here's the thing. I know that I preach believability a lot, but let me tell you something. You can't fake lifting a guy that big on your shoulders. Now, you can have help. There might be a little bit of a boost, but that usually happens with everybody. Even when you give a scoop slam, the guy's going to kind of boost himself to help you get the momentum and get him up there. But you still got to have the upper body strength to turn, hold, and drop. And Tyler Bate had that. He was able to lift him up. He was able to spin him around. And even though, yes, like I said, Dabakato kind of boosted himself to help get him up there, the some bitch still had to hold him up there. Mm-hmm. And he was able to. And then... Hit that spiral tap. One, two, three. Tyler Bate wins. And that's probably the biggest win of his whole career. And it was fucking phenomenal to see. It was actually somewhat believable. All right. Do you think? It was. It was was fantastic. And then we cut to the backstage area. And then we have, we see Kiana James and Roxanne Perez get into a brawl. Do you care? No. Do you want to continue moving on? Yeah. Because we all know how much you love Roxanne Perez. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. About as much as you love Oro Mensa and that Heritage Cup. So anyway, uh, then of course we get to the backstage area where we see uh, Dom in his referee shirt. He sees Carmelo Hayes and he tells him that you know he he has to wait till next week to find out who it is and he's gonna find, he's gonna determine it right now. As we move on to the next match of the evening in a number one contenders match with the winner to face Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship at No Mercy, we have Dragon Lee one on one against Mustafa Ali with Dominic Mysterio as the guest referee. Um, I don't know what to think of this, Vinny. What do you? I enjoyed it immensely. I enjoyed it too because you got to make sure how big of a dickish heel it is. He was actually a pretty good ref. He was calling the shots. He said, one, two, you had two. You, t- you had two, 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 two. Everything was going fun. Everybody was doing the flips, the kicks, the typical normal one contender match. But it ended weird that like, as soon as Mustafa Ali pinned Dragon Lee, he does a quick count like one, two. And they didn't like that too much. And Tim Mustafa Ali knocked down him. This was wrong. He should have done better and walked away. I was like, well, he is a heel, guys. So otherwise than that, it will be at no mercy for what it looks like. Mustafa Ali against Diamond Steel for the North American Championship at no mercy. Hopefully that uh, Mustafa Ali wins. I'll be fine with that. If Diamond Steel retains, I'll be okay with that too. Take it away, Vinny. Well, here's the thing. I like Dominic, and I know that the Judgment Day is definitely on a roll because uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest won the tag titles at Payback. So now the Judgment Day, everyone the Judgment Day has gold. But I don't know how much longer Dominic can hold on to North American Championship. And I feel like Mustafa Ali is the most credible out of all the mid-carters to beat him right now. So if Mustafa Ali is going to get this title shot, I feel like No Mercy is when he should walk out with the gold. Otherwise, who else are you going to have beat him for it? Like I said, there's nobody else that is remotely believable on that mid-card to beat Dominic Mysterio. And Mustafa Ali, to me, is a star. Maybe Trick Williams in the pe- in the future. Maybe Trick Williams. That'd be a good choice. Now that I think about it, that would be a good choice. A good, good old trick. Good old trick trick. Draw trick 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 trick. Yes. But the match was great. Ali did a buckshot lariat out of the corner. I saw that. That was actually very good. You and I were like, still does it better than Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> well, not still does it better. Just does it better. Still... Everybody does it better than that motherfucker. I promise that. Even, uh, what's his name? What's his, what's his name that Logan everybody Paul. hates? Logan oh, yeah. Logan Paul even does it better than him. That should tell you something. I know. That's what I'm saying. Logan Paul does it better than the Hangman. I'm just saying, Ali, he did it better than Heyman, but it's not still better because that's not a move that Mustafa Ali normally uses. He's happy to use it for this one particular match. And Dragon Lee, of course, did his same old, same old spot monkey shit, which I didn't enjoy. But Ali put on an incredible performance. And in the end, Dominic, you know, fast counts after he had been giving steady counts throughout the entire match. I didn't understand that at all. I was like, Okay. I was like, whatever you say, you're just pissing people off there, Dom Dom. And then, of course, I like how afterwards Ali decked Dominic and kind of played his case of Dragon Lee. Like, I didn't know he was doing that and whatever, but he's still going to take the win because it's a win. But he was letting Dragon Lee know I had nothing to do with that. And that's why he tells him, like, hey, he's all yours. But Dragon Lee decides not to exact revenge and leaves the ring, which I felt at that point, Dragon Lee should be out of the picture now. If if you ain't willing to throw hands with Dominic because he just fucked you out of a match, that means you don't really care about the match. And you need to go to the back of the line or go uh, do some flips somewhere else. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got a Group Hey Heritage Cup Invitational Match. Butch, one-on-one against Axiom. That's not his name, Benny. What are you talking about? That's not his name. His Butch's name, is... name, we're going to call him by his Christian name, Pete Dunn. I thought this, I thought this was actually a pretty damn good match. Uh, Good match. Axiom, Sinkar, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0, 6.0. Am I good on the ponos now? Uh, just about, yeah. 7.0, 8.0, 9.0, 10.0. But this match was just a, just a typical match. And in the end, that uh, Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunn, because that's his Christian name, hits the bitter end. And, uh, and uh, they thought the match went on too long, and it ends up being a no contest. Take it away, Vinny. Well, it was a draw, so both men get one point. Uno point. And in a way, you kind of had to have one of these matches end that way, because otherwise, why would you emphasize people getting one point in a draw 
and then not have a scenario where a draw happens. So they had to do it. It's free TV, so you can get away with this shit. Mm-hmm. And it still allows each person to move up the card in the bracket. So Yes, I can see that. I can see that. And it was a hell of a great match. Butch working the arms, the shoulders, you know, the fingers and shit, which still makes me cringe whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was just very, very violent. And which what you can expect from a match between them. And then, of course, after the match, they're shaking the hand. They're showing the sportsmanship. And in the end, everything was great. So no complaints in that department. You know, of course, Axiom is not, you know, watchable to me. So unfortunately, we kind of had to tolerate that. But overall, you know, decent match. Not mm-hmm. bad. Yep, very decent. And, you know, I'm, I'm still going to call him Butch because uh, I don't need to know his Christian name. And you need to tell the ginger to stop stealing my fucking gimmicks. Will you get out calling people by their Christian name? You ain't even Christian. True, but you're all the way to Virginia, and I'm just doing it just out of spite. That's the only thing. I want one, one of those two things from you. And I'm going to keep on saying it because you can't sue me over it. You can try, but you'll epically lose, Gator. First of all, first of all, first of all, I have a great lawyer, so if I wanted to sue, I would sue. But the problem is, I can't sue you because you don't have any money. Why would I sue you for, and you don't have any belongings because the only thing you have is a mattress named Mitch, and I ain't looking to date. So, I guess you need, I'm not trying to steal your boyfriend, so, you know, so I guess you can just have Mitch all to yourself. But my point is, you're stealing gimmicks. <laughs> also, can I please take a moment here to address the elephant in the room? Oh, no. And no, I am not talking about one of Mr. Bucciaretti's ex-girlfriends. I am referring to, I am referring to the fact that you have a wrestler that looks like he's on crack. He looks like a crackhead. Why is the guy that's fighting the college people look like he's on crack? He's on he's crack. He's on crack. He, that... that Mr. Ginger, Mr. Ginger, I have seen my fair share of crackheads. And so have I. Crackhead. No, 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 no. I think you meant to say you were a crackhead. I was a crackhead. I've been around crackheads. Gator, you got about 10 seconds to go back to the basket. 10. Well, I'm not ready to nine, go back to the basket. You eight, can... Oh, look, the seven, ginger can count. It's a miracle. Six, so anyway, five, I got four, the no, three. I'm not done talking. Two, I'm not done. One. You're done. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Nope, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. 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 I'm then you got, why the fuck do you have the, the, the fruity people over here? They look like snow monkeys. What's with the snow monkeys? Everybody, right, oh, they got this whole Gator. frozen theme. They got this whole, like, I will praise Hulk Hogan. It is like a master race of snow people sitting over in the corner trying to watch the That's match. It. It's like, I see the lids moving, but all I hear is, let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let, let it go, let, let it go. This is not sing along with Gator. Basket. I am not going basket. to the basket. I refuse to go basket. to the basket. You do not have the authority to put me in the basket. Tell us the territory. But you, you <laughs> need to stop letting him out. But motherfucker, I do not let him out. He gets out. Why do you not explain that to me? If you're so paranoid, why don't you get a lock for the damn basket then? You lock it up then. Okay, I already did. Click. Mm. All right, there. Now, if he breaks out, I don't want to hear shit. So anyway, they each get one point. We then cut to the backstage area, and we see Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza arrive at the Tag Team Summit. Next thing you know, they start a brawl with Tony D and Stax. Then everyone starts to fight. People go through tables, and it's basically a brouhaha. This brouhaha was pointless, wasn't it? Not really. I mean, they're trying to get the tag team division together, so it's good to see. Now now we know who the tag teams are in NXT. Because it's hard to fucking tell, because you don't see very you don't see them interact a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So at least now we know, okay, these are the tag teams that all want to face the family, and now we know who we want to see potentially in the title picture and who we should not want to see in the title picture, I think. So I think that was helpful in establishing that. That's very, 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 <coughs> very, very true, sir. I do agree with you on that. I mean, Jesus Christ. Tony D took a punch to the jaw, but there was just one big brawl like the people beating the shit out of it, going through tables and kicks and all that sorts of shit. But this was an job out here, and I'm eager to see who's going to be the number one contender for the Tony D sex titles. Take it away, Vinny. Yeah, 
I mean, we're ultimately going to find out who they are. Obviously, I got a feeling this is going to lead to the Creed brothers getting the tag team titles back. Although, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Humberto and Angel Garza get the belts because I'm liking the new gimmick that they have. The fact they're establishing that Bruce shoot their actual brothers. As long as it's not the jobbers. Yeah, as long as it's not the jobbers, I'm fine. Hell, I'd be cool with the Dyad winning the tag titles. They're that damn good. But um, I noticed they weren't at this summit, which was kind of weird. But either way, it would be kind of fun to see who the tag teams are that does win it. And I'd be open to all that stuff. So this is going to be a, a fun match. And obviously, Tony D, you know, he's a relatively tough guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who the fuck said relatively? I said relatively. You're okay. relatively. No, 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 There's no relatively. There's no relatively. Tony D, I'm the tough motherfucker over here. And I'll tell you this. That guy thought that shot to the jaw hurt. I took harder shots in the fucking yard. Okay? They tried to knock me out. In fact, I even said, look, I got 20 large on any of you that can knock me out. Not a single fucker could. In fact, I knocked all of them out. That's why I still run shit. Because I'm the fucking Don of NXT. I'm serious like a late period. I'm on point like a fucking decimal. And they call me the blue pill because I stay so damn hard. And these motherfuckers are now on notice that they are not getting the tag team titles from me and Stax. Because we too damn good for all these motherfuckers over here. Although I do thank the Creed Brothers for inviting us to the to that little tag team uh little shindig over here. Things got a little violent. We held our own. We made our point. And now we can celebrate the fact that not only we're the champs, but we're fucking tough guys as well. Yeah. That's all you have to say there, Cherry Top. Hey, I saw you get hit. So that was all good for me. <laughs> and yet I'm still standing, you hear? I hear you. There we go. My point exactly. That's how we fucking do shit around here. So, with that said, I don't know. Uh, I guess I can just say, tune in next week. We got some fun shit going on. And, of course, Stax and I are eager to see who we face at No Mercy and who we show No Mercy to. So, uh, tough guys, out. I don't the know. Dawn, uh, the dawn has left the building. Thank God. Is it just me? Did he sound like he was trying to do a parody of FTR there. And speaking of stealing gimmicks. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Thea Hale with JC Jane versus Gigi Dolan. I thought this was actually very good, Denny. What about you? Very much enjoyed I really it. I enjoyed the shit. That, like, Thea Hale was coming out, trying to do her thing. She's like, no, 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 no. I was like, let her do her thing think okay but i mean these two went at it i mean these two fine women beat the living shit of the only problem i had was that part interfering i don't think she needed to be interfering with this at, at all period but then as soon as that happened he'll uh, locks in the kumara and don't taps out Tap out. I think they're going to do something here with Thea Hale. Take it away, Vinny. Well, of course they're doing something with Thea Hale. They're trying to build her up as a badass so she could potentially become an NXT Women's Champion. And she did make Tiffany tap out with the Kimura Lock, even though the ref was distracted or knocked out or whatever. The point is, we saw her tap, mm -hmm. so we know she can make people tap. So it's believable for Gigi Dolan to tap out to that finish, especially when it was dead center in the middle of the ring. And also, the funny thing, every time Tiffany Stratton comes out there with the hell, you tapped out. You tapped out. Like, I didn't tap out. But you were like, yeah, you did. It was just part of the storyline, breaking kayfabe, that you, the ref, did not see. But I was, I'm eager to see where this goes. I'm going to see where Thea Hill goes. She needs to leave Chase University and team up with JC Jane. I mean, yeah, if she's going to go full heel, then yes. Or she might just get her confidence but stay with uh, Chase U, depending on whether or not they want to make her babyface or heel. If she's going to be babyface, she has to remain at Chase U. If she's going to be a heel, then she's got to go. So it depends on how far they want to take this. Now, Blair Davenport getting involved, what that can do is set up a feud between her and Gigi Dolan that can go into No Mercy. Because obviously, I doubt they're going to do a tag match because otherwise it would be Thea, JC, and Blair versus uh, Gigi Dolan and whoever the fuck two other people she can get. So obviously they're not leading to that. So we got to figure something else out on what they want to do. I feel like someone's going to culminate at No Mercy because of all this. And I don't know what plan they have. Tom can only tell there, Vinny. But either way, great, well-done match by two women who know how to fucking work. Very, very true, sir. All right, all right, all right. Moving on, sir. Moving on, shall we? Yes. And then we cut to Tiffany Stratton in the back. 
who basically is fired up for this match against uh, Becky Lynch. She's eager to get her in the ring, and she even says, see you next Tuesday, bitch. Toodles, and walks off. She's pissed off, and I loved it right here. I was like, oh, no, I like the shirt. I love my attitude problem. I like you, Tiffany Stratton, but we'll see what happens that happens right here. And when we, when she said, call Becky Lynch a bitch, you and I looked at each other. I was like, uh-oh, we're going to see where this goes. All right, man, do your thing. <laughs> Well, we'll know what happens next week, but still, great promo by oh, Tiffany. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell now she's uh, taking this shit fucking seriously, and that's ultimately what she needs to do. Very true, sir. Very true. Very true. Very true. You need to take the match seriously. You need people to know that this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a brawl. This is going to be violent. This is going to be two women who want to kill each other. Because Becky's taking offense to Tiffany's comments, and Becky wants to be the NXT Women's Champion. Tiffany wants to remain the NXT Women's Champion, and she wants to up her resume by beating Becky Lynch. Which, again, I would be excited for this. The only thing I'm not excited about is that it's next week. So we need to see what happens next week before I can say anything good or bad. Because, again, this should be at a pay-per-view. And it's really fucking stupid that it's not. Because it's not helping anything by being on free TV when this is a moneymaker. Very true. And on that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening. We have ourselves a no disqualification match. Braun Breaker goes one-on-one against Von Wagner with Mr. Stone. Hopefully I say this right for the first time ever in my fucking life. This was a hoss fight, was it not, Vinny? I guess, yeah. Yeah, this this qualifies, dude. Two big-ass dudes. I mean, I know you talked about brah, but these two guys beat the shit out of each other. I mean, Braun Breaker with that killer streak, I was cringing, cringing. I was like, I was like, I was like, back of my head, I was like, I wonder how bad those things actually get hurt, get hit by. Has Buff ever seen anything about those things at all? They fucking sting like a motherfucker. Oh, they do? That's real stick, man. Okay. That thing's hitting you, it's, ah. Where do you get those welts? Come yeah, from. and I mean, and and, and yes, uh, Bob Wagner did put Bob Baker through through a table, and then he see poor Candy go all, all over the place, right, Vinny? Oh uh, yeah, the, the poor Candy. candy. Hey, Vinny, to be a smartass, golf clap for Vic Justice Candy, please. On three, one, two, three. What assholes aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought it was great that right here. And for a second, I thought Bob Battle was going to win. Then all of a sudden, a spirit by Breaker. And then one, two, three. Then all of a sudden, Rob Baker takes him out. And they they cut off the, the cut off and went to black screen because they think they, it was too violent for the PG mice. Vinny, you're probably way better than me. Take it away, sir. I am. So in this match, what we saw was two people beating the shit out of each other. In other words, they has fight. Great match, stellar main event, violent from start to finish, and again, weapons were okay, not just because it was no disqualification, but because we didn't see that in any other match that took place. There was also no ladders either, Vinny. Shocker. Didn't, Didn't need to be. Nope. But there was a table spot because Von Wagner is known for the tables, which is why I still maintain this should have been a tables match, and this should have ended with one of these men going through a table. Like I saw... Von Wagner put Breaker through the table, and now I'm sitting here going, that should be it. Or he should pin him outside the ring, and this should be over. That should be the finish. So he throws him back in the ring. Braun somehow able to still hit a low blow, which was good. Then he hit the spear for the one, two, three. Because we've now established that Braun Breaker uses the spear as a finish now. And his he, spear is just as, again, just as good as Goldberg's almost. His spear's already better than Edge's. Anybody's, yeah. anybody's spear's better than Edge. Well, not everybody, but everybody with size is better than Edge. Braun Breaker, I do believe, also has a football background, if oh. I'm not mistaken. I think he played football at Kennesaw. Yeah. So I don't think he wrestled, because I, I know he wrestled in high school, I think, but I don't think he wrestled in college. You know, he, he did, you know, he, he did, he actually did play football. And, and he wrestled, and he played football at in high school, but he didn't play at Georgia at Kennesaw State. Sorry, uh, but he did major in criminal justice. I remember that. No, he did play football. Sorry, I fucking sorry. This, is hard, this shit's hard to read. Sometimes. Uh, he said he was born in Woodstock, uh, Georgia. Georgia. Uh, Woodstock, Georgia. Hell yeah, fell Georgia. And he went to. Uh, I heard of that high school. They had the reputation of being a good football team before. Etowah High School. Yeah, yeah Etowah. So anyway, my point is, he did play football, so it makes sense for him to have a spear. I believe the spear should be reserved for people with football backgrounds. If you don't have a football background, you should not be doing a spear. 
You should also have you also be built like a football player or a big guy to do a fucking spear. Not but, a baseball player. Exactly. Um, so I do believe, and I do like, that they also use the Steiner recliner in the match. Yeah, yeah, that hurt. I looked at that, that had to hurt when he had the Kindle ship on, on top of his jaw, like yeah. his teeth, and then also the ball grinder, reverse it, try to do it, and did it to him as well. Karma's a bitch. Yeah, but if you notice real closely with, with uh, Braun, mm-hmm. he, had his, he had his hands positioned so they would block his mouth mm-hmm. so it wouldn't go in there. So... And, you know, kind of protecting his face. Uh, sadly, Widener did not protect his face on that one. So it still was a great spot, but you can tell there was some blocking. And that, that also those other good spots when Bob Widener tossed uh, Braun Breaker through the barricade, back to the barricade through that. Yeah. yeah you'll be like, oh. And everybody's going, everybody kept on going, holy beep, holy beep. Holy, they were blocking it. I was like, I hate that. I know it's, a, it's PG, sir. You ha- they have to. They won't call for world. You know that just as well as I do, didn't he? Well, yeah, but you can't control what the crowd says. They were basically saying, saying, I would be, uh, st- you and I both would be standing saying, holy shit. And then the, all of a sudden, it's like Dax with us. We're like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, he, no one's going to care. He's heard it before. He knows He knows what he can and can't say. So it wouldn't matter. The last thing we need is shells trying to kill us. <laughs> Well, Shells is not going to kill us because, like I said, Dax has heard every curse word at this point. Yeah, so he just time. knows he can't say them. He'll yeah. get in trouble if he says them. Yeah, yeah. We're all close. We hear say, dude, just wait till you get a little bit older. I might let you get away with a couple words, but not right now. Yeah, so we're we're very careful with all that shit. So we're good there. Now, in this, I will say, though, I noticed Baron Corbin was there and never got involved. Which was odd. Very odd. I'm sorry, I was thinking, like, he's not going to do anything? It's like, because he doesn't like any of them. Doesn't like Braun. Yeah. Doesn't like, he doesn't like uh, Vaughn. But now here's the question, though. Hmm. So Braun Breaker just got his win over Von Wagner. So now the question is, are we now going to see Von Wagner versus Baron Corbin at No Mercy? Or is Baron Corbin going to challenge Braun Breaker to No Mercy? Or is it going to be a triple threat? Because something's got to happen with these guys. And it depending on who's wrestling at the pay-per-view, for me, will determine the winner. Like, if Baron Corbin goes against Braun Breaker, Corbin needs to go over. And that needs to be Breaker's final match in NXT and finally get his ass to the fucking main roster instead of fucking sitting here in NXT with his thumb up his ass waiting for a call-up that should have happened a long time ago. Agreed, agreed, bro, agreed. Or, if he's going to face Von Wagner, then Wagner needs to go over on Corbin so we can establish Von Wagner as a legit badass. Or, use that free agency that he has and get him on Raw or SmackDown if you're not going to do shit with him in NXT. Because it's fucking stupid not to. Stupid, 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 stupid. You've got something here that you can work with, and it's best that we start working it. Very true, sir. So, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen next week, but best believe we are going to tune in because it's going to be must-see. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to wrap up this recap of NXT. However, before we officially wrap this episode up, there's something we need to do here on the Boochcast, and I'm going to say something before I go on. For those of you who may not know... If you don't follow AEW at all, CM Punk was fired after the incident at All In. Now, since that time, I've had people ask me countless questions about it. I finally shared my thoughts during my recap of AEW All Out. Your final one. Yes, as Zach said, it is my final one because I don't want to speak anymore on this issue. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not interested in having discussions over it. So please do not ask me. But if you want to know, How I feel about CM Punk being fired. Go to the AEW All Out 2023 recap if you haven't already and you'll hear it there. And I opened the show talking about it. So you can get that. I get it all out of my system before I recap the pay-per-view. You can at least hear that. And then after that, if you want to hear my thoughts on the pay-per-view, you can. Or you can shut it off and move on if you're not an AEW fan. But if you want to know my feelings on CM Punk being fired, that's where you can hear it. Now, the reason I'm bringing it up now is for two reasons. One, to remind people that there will be no AEW recap this week or any week moving forward. And two, because Zach, who was one of the people that called me when Punk got fired... 
Yes, you did. Desperately wanted to share his thoughts here on NXT. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to step out of the room and take care of a few things. And I'm going to let Zach say everything he wants to say about CM Punk getting fired. Get it all out of his system. And then once it's all out of his system, we will wrap up this episode. And we are never going to speak about this ever again. Ever. So, Zach. Yes. The floor is yours. All right. A lot of people, I've got asked by this. I saw this too. And yes, I think this is fucking stupid. Tony Khan, you're a fucking idiot. Apparently, you do not want to make money. Period. You don't want it all. You had the Jaguars, but they fucking suck just like the Falcons do. But this is a sport business decision over a shoulder bump. And if you let Jack Perry keep his job at the OG, you, sir, are the biggest hypocritical piece of shit of, of God's green earth. This is a poor business decision. Triple H, a.k.a. Hunter Hurts Hamley. Hey, Paul Levesque, if I were you, wait a couple of weeks and make CM Punk return at the Royal Rumble. Mmm. Over bullshit. Because you know for a fact in the WWE locker room, that should have wanted to happen. Not at all. No, 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 no. So that's what I all have to really have to say about it there, folks. From now on, like Vinny said, there will never be mentioned a CM Punk's name or AW on the Beers cast ever again. Alright. Alright, well, I am back from uh, draining the lizard and getting myself a drink. So... Nothing to do now except wrap up the show. So, uh, Zach, I hope you said everything you need to say. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, and I'll see you next time. Absolutely, absolutely. And guess what? At the end of this, uh, at the uh, September 30th, a.k.a. No Mercy, the broke soldier, Zach Scott, is going on vacation. And guess what the hell I'm doing, Vinny? Um... Recording some shit with me. Recording shit with you, but most of the days I'm sitting on my ass, on my chair not doing a damn thing. Well, that's what people go like, like, but, 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 like, what are you going to do? you going to drink and smoke your ass off. I was like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that stuff a day in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's literally your whole fucking day. It's like, what are you, you going to do? Drink or smoke? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. That That's what it is. Like, literally, it's that's what you do. I mean... It's not an issue, except when when you try to talk to you and you're and you're on that stuff. It's it's fucking horrible. But hey, at least I'm sober now when we do the show. Well, yeah, because it's you need to do it for the show. Yes, I know. I but know. I, I know. I know. It's it, it, it's a lot better. So oh, thank you. And I've warned people: if you come drinking with me, Vinny, what's the rule? Uh, pay to drink. Yes, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and. Whatever you do, have a designated driver. And it's not just because he's drunk. It's because he also can't drive, period. So I know it's like, sad, but then maybe one day I will. Yeah. So uh, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Check out the male soap opera moment. Make sure you check out the uh, predictions we gave for WWE Payback. And be on the lookout for the recap of WWE Payback coming soon. We'll be uh, taping it later this week. So we'll see how that goes. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel and check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. We're still getting Dark Side of the Ring done. Uh, Gator's being difficult, but hopefully we can get it done. Otherwise, I'll take matters into my own goddamn hands like I always do. And we're also getting Dark Side of the 2000s. We're in the process of working on that as well and bringing that to the YouTube channel. And with the football season starting, I'm going to try to get Lance Goodman on to not only do the highlights here on the Boochcast, but also get him ready for Dark Side of Football and finally bring that to the YouTube channel. So subscribe now to check out the content that's there and notify yourself on when new content drops. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 25th for the WWE Survivor Series. Uh, we're still in the process of trying to get that worked out because I mentioned before, uh, the team is going to be responsible for putting this together. So we'll see how that shit works. And Because of course, I will not be able to attend the Survivor Series watch party. Because on the 24th and 25th of November, I will be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina with Buff the Stuff Bag 
Bagwell for WrestleCade. So make sure you guys come out on WrestleCade and come hang out with all the stars from around the world of wrestling. There's a lot of big names coming. Buff Bagwell is one of those big names that will be there. Of course, I'll be there with him. Come on over, say hi to us, and cop yourself some Buff Bagwell merch. And if you're not in the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area, but we'll check out the Survivor Series, go to the Twitch channel and hang out with the team. And, of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle and no special project in the works. And, of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than the Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription. Here in the United States, ever since they sold it to the Peacock, you know where to put that $9.99. $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content than Network, and unlike the Elite, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You get the option to pay the credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they're to be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed good old Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles so he can be nice and strong to lift those dishes and try to get him laid so we can find a sugar mom and not have to wash the dishes anymore. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! <laughs> Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>